Hey guys, what's going on? I'm the philosopher and welcome to FGC Philosophy. This is where we talk about different topics that are gonna help us level up inside and outside the virtual arena. Uh, that means that we think differently. We think outside the box, we challenge ourselves. Uh, and today's topic is definitely centered around the idea of limiting your thinking or, or dealing with people who are aiding in limiting your thinking. Uh, it's a pretty interesting topic. So today's episode is more so pulled from a live stream that I did, a conversation that I had with a chat uh, and a couple of individuals in particular. And I wanted to share that conversation or at least a condensed version of that conversation because I, I think that a lot of people think the same way in a lot of the topics that we talk about. Primarily the topic was around the guilt of playing a top tier character, but it sort of spilled into a bigger conversation in terms of mindset and how we limit our thinking or how we might quit something because of uh, what other people might be doing or what we think other people might think of ourselves. And I wanted to really share that. So I didn't quite know the best way to do that. I would love some input because uh, my editing skills are not the best. So any input in terms of constructive criticism on how I can make it more enjoyable for you guys as a listener, I would greatly appreciate. Uh, if I have the ability to do so, then I'll incorporate that if I can. So thank you guys so much. Uh, I do want to give you guys a couple of quick updates before we get into the episode. Also, if you're watching a YouTube video, then you're going to see the Guilty Gear gameplay. I've really, really been enjoying Guilty Gear and it's a nice change of pace from Street Fighter. For people asking if this is going to be my new, my new main game, I can't say that just yet. I like the game, that's all I can say. I want to play it more, but I don't want to quit Street Fighter just yet. So it's not a matter of which game is going to be my main fighting game. It's more of just, I want to make content with Guilty Gear. Since it's a brand new series for me, a brand new game, I didn't really get super deep into Zerd, Xard, Revelator, whatever you want to call it. I never got a chance to really dig deep into it. I played with a couple of characters and kind of understood the mechanics a lot better than I used to. But in terms of actually playing Guilty Gear at a higher level, not so much. In Strive, I'm hitting floor nine. If you play Guilty Gear, then you know you know, you might have an idea of where that is in terms of skill level. Uh, I, I bounce around from floor seven to floor nine. I've really been enjoying it. I've been playing Nago Ryuki. If you watch uh, if you watch any of my YouTube videos and you've probably already seen that. If you're watching this on the podcast, you may not have, and I'll put a link to my YouTube channel so you guys can check that out yourselves. Uh, and other YouTube videos that I have up there that I might not plug enough. <laughs> I don't feel like I do a good enough job of plugging my own content, but that's not, I don't, really want to plug my content for views. I just want to get conversations going. So neither here nor there. Anyway, I, I gotta say that I, I really want to dive deep into understanding the game and share that conversation. So I started a new YouTube series. I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going to be, but for right now I'm calling it Striving for Success. I want to learn this game and share my thought process as I get better and hopefully I can get to a high level of understanding with this game. Like it's not again for getting sweaty, it's just purely for scientific purposes. I'm very weird, I know, I know, but the part of the game that's fun to me is playing against other people at a high level and really enjoying the mechanics and the decisions and the choices that are made amongst each other. Uh, I love that conversation via fighting games and Guilty Gear is very rich. Guilty Gear Strive is very rich despite the fact that people are saying that the gameplay is very shallow. They were saying that early on in the betas and now I'm not hearing that as much so maybe that opinion has shifted a little bit or I've just got better at ignoring people who are complaining 
either way, it's a win for me. <laughs> but yeah, so make sure you guys check that out. I, I want to have a conversation specifically around Guild Gear here really soon about my first 20 hours with the game so far. I've got about 20-ish hours with Guilty Gear Strive, some of it in the training room, some of it in ranked matches, a lot of it with player matches with some of the people from Kalamazoo FGC doing first attends and such. So I think I want to have an extended conversation, but also I want to have smaller videos breaking down specific mechanics in Guilty Gear Strive and how to go about mastering those mechanics so that you can move on with more difficult stuff. So look forward to that. Stay tuned. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel, subscribe to it, and press that notification bell so that you get updates whenever we do this. That said, let's get right into this episode. And again, thank you guys so much. I just dislike when people just say like, you play this character like a gorilla or something like that. It just like new players don't understand what that means. That just means like press buttons to them. It's a bad translation. Is uh, it's, it's semantics that I'm getting caught up on. I don't know how to elaborate it in words because it's something that I've struggled with with fighting games for a while. As someone that struggles with character hate heavily, oh, that's what you were saying. Oh, okay, I read that wrong. The way I see it is if I want to enjoy a game, there's no reason for me to get like so mad at the character that I hate them. Like there's characters that I absolutely am disgusted by, but I try to make sure that I don't let myself get to the levels of toxic about it. Whereas I, I think a lot of people, it's almost like politics. Some people are just like so against a character that you know, it's something that's more casual than politics, but at the same time, they're like not willing to be rational about the conversation because of their bias against a certain character. The conversation ends with like you sharing information about the character you like, and then them complaining about it because it's so strong or something like that. It's not like a constructive back and forth. I started with Soul because he was my main and plus R. So you have you've played before, okay? But after reading all the hate, my brain just won't let let me enjoy the character like before. Oh, like so you struggle with playing a character because other people hate him. My my most direct logic, like the way I see that, you know, because I, I I made a video about this a long time ago called Cami White Guilt. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> that title gets me every time, dude. Oh, I love that title. Ah, I had a friend who played Cami during a time when Cami was considered the strongest character in, in the in the uh, the season. And everyone was just complaining about Cammy. And so he was like, dude, I'm thinking about dropping Cammy because I, like, I don't want to win. Like, the dude sucked in the game, first off. The dude was, like, bronze. So, like, it, it, it wasn't even like it was a relevant thing to him. But he was, like, he was worried about... I mean, I, I'll get to my, my logic later of why he did that. He was complaining about playing a character that other people were complaining about, essentially. I'm used to people complaining about Fong, the fact that he's, the, despite the fact that he's low tier. You have one, one side telling me that he's low and you should pay some, like, play somebody else for really good, blah, blah, blah. You have other people like complaining about like how broken he is, despite the fact that he's low tier. My logic is why would I care about what other people think about what I'm doing? That's that's the logic that I try to maintain. It helps me with like social anxiety as well, like being shy, stuff like that. I, I remind myself, why should I care about what someone else thinks of me? Like literally, if I if I tried to like be logical about it, like what are the consequences? They don't like me, they make fun of me, like, okay, well how does that hurt me? And because I used to get bullied a lot when I was in high school and when I graduated, I promised myself I wouldn't let people like uh, get to me the way they did in school physically or like so I learned self-defense and I learned also learned how to be more confident myself so that people didn't bother me when they said things. But also like I wouldn't be afraid to retaliate if I had to like verbally verbally retaliate. But most most often like self-defense, I find that it's just better to disengage. So I don't I just don't get bothered by people. And one of those topics is like what the hell I'm doing with my character. Like why the hell should I invest my mental energy into what someone else is thinking about what I'm doing? It does not affect me in any way. 
I don't care to be accepted by somebody because of like I'm playing the game because I, I like the game so I'm going to play whoever the hell I like and to hell with anybody who's going to complain about it you don't like that my character stronger than your character good I'm going to win like get psychologically damaged and, and like blame it on the character like don't take accountability that like, you lost because you suck at the character or you, you suck against me like yes complain about the character because most people who say like complain about a character when they lose they're not taking personal accountability I don't care that people do it but i do care when people like don't understand that they're making an excuse for re the reason they lost like this is also the same like getting into tier list and shit it's like complaining about why someone's stronger than your character doesn't matter that's in the best case scenario where both players are the best with that character possible and most likely at your locals that's not the case there's always going to be like you know a daigo or a punk or a taquito or an idom or a sonic fox and so people over here complaining about their character and their tier list and the shit like that, it's like, you're losing accountability. You're losing because you suck or you did something stupid. You made a bad choice. You picked the wrong move. You have bad execution. Like, those are the reasons people are losing, not because their character is weak. Like, that doesn't become relevant until you start becoming pro when you're sponsored and shit. Yes, you can notice those disadvantages, but, like, if you're creative and you're, like, disciplined, you can still beat most of the people at your local if you actually put in the work rather than bitching about why you lost uh, something outside of your own reasoning. Sorry to rant about that, and like if it offends anybody, I'm sorry. I get really frustrated when people like hide behind the reasons they lost and then also shame other people in the process because they're just playing a character they like. Or even if they are tear whoring, they're playing to win. Like if you're if you're a carpenter and you know that these tools are better than these tools why the hell would you handicap yourself if you're an athlete and you know these shoes perform better than these shoes why the hell wouldn't you use the better shoes if you can use those shoes like maybe they don't fit for you like certain people certain characters just don't mentally fit together but if the shoe fits why the hell wouldn't i wear that shoe rather than pigeonholing myself so like that's a whole nother like si like side tangent when people bitch about tear whoring it's like why wouldn't they what is this? What is this perception? So I, I'm I'm, tan I'm tangenting. This is all bottled up stuff that people complain about on a regular basis. Just this gets to me for the reasons I explained. So, sorry, I, I kind of ranted there. Maybe they're right. Maybe it's the character. Maybe I'm carried. So yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter though. Like exactly what you're saying. Yes, don't compromise. If someone can't handle it, they shouldn't play the game if it's upsetting to them. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like, if you can't handle your emotions, you need to not play the game. Like, don't... I'm not going to feel bad because someone else can't handle their own shit. Is, is how I see it, essentially, Adapt. Uh, and that's, that's what I recommend for you as well. Because I think, first off, coming from Smash and learning these fighting games, you're very, very, very good compared to some, like, I'm 30 years old, just people who put in a lot of time. You're up there with them. It takes you the same amount of time to learn a fighting game as it does them. So, like, your potential in fighting games is probably very, very high as long as you don't pigeonhole yourself. And, like, I had this conversation last night with somebody else about, like, how they're, they're, they're decent. They, they told themselves they couldn't really do certain things, but they had no evidence to prove that they couldn't do those things they're claiming. It's just they put an invisible ceiling on themselves for whatever reason and told themselves, like, how good they could or could not get. Like, oh, I can't do this thing that this other person does. It looks too hard. And I was just like, why, why are you making that decision for yourself? Like, you, you don't know for sure. So uh, I see that in you as well a little bit. Like, don't limit your potential of what you can and can't do. And try to avoid using terms like, I suck. Like, you can say I did something stupid. Like, that's different. Um, because you're not, like, 
labeling yourself as something, you're just labeling the action as something. That can be corrected. Actions can be corrected. I think in the past, I've allowed myself to not enjoy myself at someone else's expense. But I, I think along the lines, as I've gotten older, I've also realized that people are always going to be displeased with things no matter what I do. And so at the very least, I should learn to enjoy myself rather than trying to, like, even, even some of my friends, it's like... I mean, I have to evaluate what it is. Like, you know, me playing a character, ultimately, like, if if my relationship is altered because of the character that I play, there's there's something in there. And if it's not, like... And if I'm just playing a character and I'm not, like, the one attacking them, and, like, they're the one that's having the complaints, then there's, like, a, I think the issue is on their side. And as much as I'm willing to talk about it, it's like, that's... I gotta have my own beliefs that, like, if, if this is an issue because of the character that I'm playing, that you got some issues of your own, my guy. Like, that's that's the logic that I have on that. But I do understand that, like, I think that makes you a nice person because you care what other people, like, think in those kinds of things. And, like, now that you understand and have, like, their point of view, it's like, well, I don't want them to be unhappy. That's that's understandable. And that's, that's admirable. And I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to tell you that, like, my way of thinking is correct or anything like that. That kind of stuff is hard because I, I believe that you have to have your own convictions about certain things so that you don't get swayed by other people's opinions. And also you have to like recognize when you are being swayed by other people's opinions. That doesn't mean like be closed-minded, right? But I think there's a certain areas where it's like, this is because you're not pleased with something. Like, I shouldn't hit myself in areas like characters and uh, play style, for instance, like zoning, because someone else doesn't really like care for it. As long as I, like, I'm playing by the rules and stuff like that, it's a competition. The rules are already pre-written. Pre they can't make the rules because they don't like something. I feel like I have a pretty good mentality with fighting games in general, but having a stronger idea of how to improve what I should focus on feels like it adds pressure on me. So I'm harder on myself about smaller mistakes. Yeah, that's pretty common. And then goes further and makes me feel worse by letting character hate bother because, uh, yeah, it's almost like a justification to in some ways, because I know it shouldn't matter. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times that kind of stuff, like character hate, like so, like other people hating on your character, um, just might might be the like extra straw you need to like do whatever it is, like quit a character or quit a game or something like that. It's not, like that's not the primary issue, but that's like one thing adding on top of the other, like maybe uh, confidence issues or like inconsistencies, downfalls, shortcomings that, you know, as an individual we have. You drop soul for Geo because people hate soul? Do people hate soul? Like, I try not to pay attention to what people hate unless it's, like, something that's really blatant. Like, people complaining about characters all the time. It's hard for me to avoid people talking about that in the FGC. Uh, but I feel like people have, like, I mean, I guess people have complained about soul. People have complained about May. People have complained about Axel. People have complained about Nago. People have complained about Eno. Uh... People have complained about Geo being too strong. I'm trying to think who else. Zato. Um, I don't think people are saying that about him. People complain about stuff. It depends on who you're talking to. Yeah, honestly, the whole roster. Exactly. And it's like, that's why I don't like... That's what I'm saying, though, when I go back to the whole... like It's not logical. They can be mad about it if they want, but that's like very emotionally weak. I shouldn't hinder myself because they're emotionally weak. Like, this is the thing, too, is if, if someone gets salty in a match, good. The, like, I, I don't, I don't want anybody to be angry. But when, and when we're competing, like, oh, this is different for casuals. I'm talking about in tournament and competitive environments and ranked. Like, 
Uh, casuals is an opportunity where you can have talks. It depends on, on the environment. Like if it's a serious first attend, like a lot of times I want to do first attends where I'm not talking and I just want to play the set out and like really, really focus. And sometimes I can be a little bit more casual. I, I honestly don't enjoy playing the game while talking. I enjoy the conversation, but I, I don't like once I notice that I'm losing part of competitive environments is your mental stability, your, your mental state. I think a lot of people have their own perception of honor or disrespect or respect when it comes to this sort of thing. But for me, it's within the realm of the rules of the game, right? Whatever the rules of the game are, I make sure that I respect that as much as I, I can because I don't want to go over those lines. But if people are getting mad because I, I spam a projectile, I'm going to spam that projectile because I don't like, while I want you to play at your best and I hope that you are giving me your best, I also want to be the stronger player by also like emotionally manipulating you to perform worse because I've done something to affect you. Like it's like I, I anti you a lot, so now you can't jump in. I've removed that thing for you. It's kind of a similar thing where it's like you're so mad that you're not seeing logic because I did something. You're emotionally weak, and so like as a superior player, I'm gonna take the dub if I can. Like that also can backfire because some people are like, why would you do this thing? And so like logical players lose the uh, quote-unquote ungabunga players because they're doing quote-unquote ungabunga stuff and then they like get mad and they complain and they say that like there's no logic to this play style i disrespect it and that's why i hate like ungabunga again side tangent yeah I, i'm very very fascinated by like not not just like the the negative stuff but like the i'm very very fascinated by thought processes and, and like decision making and and mastery because like as people get better at stuff they're the way they think about it is very similar to like an rpg in some ways and how like they get new skills and it branches off and their understanding their knowledge grows and it's like rpgs have done a very good job of kind of visualizing how the brain can kind of be when it comes to mastering something and uh, i also think it's fascinating how a lot of people who are very very good at things like I, I gotta go back and refresh myself on like the terminology, but essentially when when you master something, it goes to a different part of your brain, and that that's like not your lizard brain, not your amygdala, neocortex. I don't remember, but uh, it it's not the same part of the brain that deals with communication and language and articulation. So a lot of times, what happens is people who are very good at things have a hard time. They literally can't articulate why they are good at something or how to do something that they're doing because it's like at a different part of their brain and so it's like asking them how do you breathe it's like what do you mean how do you breathe you inhale you exhale like there's there's a lot of things that they no longer remember about re learning it and so it's like you have to ask them questions and almost like deconstruct what they think about like what they're thinking about and sometimes they don't realize what they're thinking about because they're doing it subconsciously and so you have to like help bringing out out of them and this is like part of the process of getting like a mat like a really good person to get to the next level is like they have to be exposed to their own like they have to be extremely objective they have to expose themselves to the good the bad and like like what they can do what they can't do like what like when i say what they can't do it's like your character can't do these things you know but there are other options that maybe you don't know about what you can do is like figure out what your character can do any situations, improve your execution, improve like certain mechanics, uh, and like acquire new skills and such. And 
Dunning Kruger effect. I gotta I gotta Google that one because I don't remember. I've heard that several times in the past, and I know I've talked about it. But uh, a lot of things go out the brain. But anyways, like in terms of like getting a master to get better, but also like getting them to explain it to people who aren't as good, you have to like backtrack it. I think Tony Robbins had a process for this, like very similar to like how I think about it. Um, but yeah, you just you keep asking them questions about something, and it's like very simplistic questions, and then it gets very like very broad questions, and then you break it down to more simplistic, and like you can get very niche, and then at a certain point they're gonna be like, I don't know. Uh, and then that's where the coaching aspect comes into play, where it's like if they don't know something about themselves, they have to work on like exploring that for a week or so and like analyzing themselves with some sort of goal in mind. Asking a top player how they can think about something mid-game, not mid-game, and top player asking why they, why do you have to think to do that? Wait, what? Asking a top player how they can think about something mid-game and top player asking why... Do you have to think to do that? Yeah, I think I understand what you're saying. And that's what I talk about with the muscle memory thing, where it's like, once you commit something to muscle memory, it's it's not really something that you have to actively worry about anymore. And there's a lot of things that I think I need to have muscle memory before I even bother trying to add more to my plate in terms of like learning Guilty Gear. But then you learn to manage more and manage more and you compartmentalize and you chunk all this information and it becomes like second nature at some point. I think also in, in terms of like, this is a bit of a tangent, but in terms of plateaus, I think a lot of people, I'm, I'm confident that a lot of people plateau because they get comfortable where they are and they stop challenging themselves or they have a hard time picking what next to work on. Uh, a lot of times because they don't have like that disciplined mindset of like picking something specific and then honing it until you feel comfortable with it and then reevaluating where you are with it. And then moving on, it's less structured. It's like, I'm just going to do these things that feel right. And then I'm going to watch more videos and I'm going to acquire new skills. But it's like, I'm going to learn footsies. I'm going to learn spacing, right? Like you have to break, like I'm going to learn footsies. That's, that's a lot of stuff. It's like, I'm going to learn spacing, where to stand, what buttons are where. Like that's a very broad topic in itself that can be broken down. And you want to break it down to it's like bare minimum. So it's like, okay. I want to know how far away I can confirm into certain combos. And then it's also, I want to work on my confirms. And it's also, I want to work on my combo execution or my execution in general. So execution is its own thing where you learn how to do a combo as slowly as possible and you get used to it. Uh, confirming is a different thing where you learn how to confirm specifically into the next attack on reaction. And then you also have like the other topics I'm talking about. You hone them individually while also working on them like in a match you're working on them as a whole but in the training room it's like you can isolate work on them kind of put them together as well but like the more you isolate and get them individually good the stronger your foundation is going to be and then all of that kind of makes up footsies because like if you have bad execution you're going to drop your combos if you have bad spacing then you're going to uh mess up your combos because you're like you have good execution but you're at the wrong spacing you're not cognizant of your, your spacing uh if you don't have good hit confirms then you're just throwing out buttons randomly more than likely. And every time you do land a hit, you're probably beating yourself up because you didn't do anything with it instead of actually doing something with it. And, and so like those three, there's many examples that I can give, but those are like really three examples of working on one topic that's neutral or footsies. But, uh, and there's more that you could have add on to there that I could theoretically add on to like neutral or footsies, but I'm just, those are really easy examples to illustrate.
Dunning-Kruger effect is a hypothetical cog cognitive bias stating that people with low ability at a task overestimate their ability. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. I had a, a, a conversation about this last night where someone was like, it's going to take three hours to learn some new combo. And I was like, I feel like you're vastly overestimating the amount. But like, also a lot of people speak in hyperbole, ironically. So, like, anytime you challenge that kind of logic, it's like, I'm just being, you don't know if they're being, like, they say they're being um, over-exaggerating, but it's like, it's hard to know for sure, because uh, some people won't ever admit that they're being literal while also being sarcastic. So, it's like, it's hard to gauge, as a coach, it's hard to gauge sometimes if people aren't being completely honest with themselves and with me, how much time they think it takes to learn something. Because they like will over-exaggerate and then joke about the over-exaggeration, yada, yada, yada. So yes, yes, the Dunning-Kruger effect right here. A great, great term. Or not term. Uh, theory. It's a theory, so it's not... Um, I mean, it, I think a lot of people back this by science. But it's not something that's like 100% like this is the case. But I would agree with it. Uh, because I, I've seen it in myself. I've also seen another people and like the issue with this is that a lot of people won't even take the action because they they're overestimating it. They're overestimating how long it's going to take to do something. So a lot of times people will some people won't take action. Some people will take half-assed action because they fear failing if they do their best. And, and like they don't they don't want that sensation of failure because America and, and failure our relationship with it is really bad. Uh, but yeah. So, Dunning-Kruger effect, I appreciate that. Self-awareness. Without the self-awareness, cognition people cannot objectively evaluate their level of competence. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other issue. People cannot... A lot of people struggle with being obje being objective, being unbiased about themselves. Because some, pe some people are too biased for themselves and they're overconfident and they, they like, inflate their own ego and they don't, they're not as good as they think they are. Some people... A lot of people are on the opposite spectrum where they underestimate their abilities and they pigeonhole themselves because they think they can't do something or they're not as good as somebody else, so they don't take full effort. Yes, 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 yes. Self-awareness is very, very important. A lot of people are biased against themselves. And it, the, the frustrating thing, because I'm hard on myself. I'm very, very hard on myself, and this is something that I... I'm still working on, despite the fact that I know this, but a lot of people aren't taking those first steps uh, that I've seen where it's like, it's it's good to be hard on yourself in terms of it's good to have high expectations of yourself, but you also shouldn't be abusing yourself when you don't meet or exceed those expectations. And if you're not meeting, if you're not meeting those expectations, you also need to do something about it rather than beating yourself up about it. Because if you do something about it, then you make progress. So now there's like a... a positive feedback loop rather than a negative feedback loop because what happens is a lot of people will beat themselves up they'll feel bad about it then they'll be discouraged and they won't take action uh, and then they'll try again and then they'll play a match and then they'll lose and then they'll get discouraged and sad and like self-confident like this this negative feedback loop happens and sometimes you add in people who get extra salty and they'll they'll like they'll get tilted mid-match and they'll get salty and they'll play aggressive and they won't play at their best and they won't understand why they don't play consistently when in fact their emotions are kind of inconsistent when they're playing in a match and they don't have any sort of like baseline emotional state that they're in they're at the will of like what's happening in the middle of a match and like a good player is not getting salty in the middle of a match because something happened or they made a mistake the good player is refocusing on the situation and not pushing out any irrelevant 
thoughts or emotions. And a lot of players don't prioritize like learning how to maintain their emotional state. They just like they justify their their emotions. Like, oh, this character is bad, or oh, this playstyle is cheap. And it's like, no, you're emotionally unstable. I mm, I'm not doing anything wrong. You have an issue, and you need to go work on it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like that that's that's where I'm at with that. Don't be biased against yourself. This is the short the short version. Results-based thinking is dangerous if you aren't keeping in check what results you're measuring, right? You can measure... Measuring your wins isn't a great way of making progress. It's a great way of measuring your wins. Measuring your wins is like, how many times can I land this combo? And then when that result is not where you want it to be, and then you, you do something about that, like you improve your execution by practicing the combo, you find a way to like make sure that you're practicing the combo better. And that means that you're putting in time towards it. And a lot of people make the excuse of, oh, labbing isn't fun, stuff like that. And I'm like, I understand that. It's just a matter of how bad do you want to win or how bad do you want to improve? And that's that's a whole other topic of like, you know, I'm assuming that the people actually want to put in the time and like, I'm talking about people who are like, I want to be the best, but I don't know how to get there. And like, I have all these barriers and shit like that because like, we have to assume that like, people are either finding all, everything fun, which isn't realistic, or willing to do things that aren't fun in order to do things that are fun, that are fun. Like doing cool combos or reacting to certain things and using your Roman cancels and stuff like that. Yes, you set and reach a tangible goal, something you can do something about. A lot of people don't do that. It's like, I wanna get to floor 10. I wanna get to this rank. That's not a bad goal, but if, you, if like there's nothing else within that goal, like sub goals, like, like prerequisites, like in order to get to master rank i have to have like this level of hit confirms like this level of accuracy and hit confirms this level of like damage output consistently this level of like knowledge in my meaties this level of understanding like situational awareness of characters using these tools and, and like there's other things that you have to master in order to get there that you could make tangible towards that goal but like if you're not doing that and just like i want to get to this rank and like you're not taking any data from all of this time you've wasted a lot of time that you could have used more effectively I wouldn't say wasted, I would just say you could have used that time more effectively. I'll just say that. I didn't use that terminology because it scares away some people, but I 100% agree. And that's where I learned a lot of this mindset for myself, was going to the gym. You know, I had to learn about, like, stream jitters, for example. When I go to the gym, there's, like, guys and there's girls. There's, like, people in shape. There's people, there's, like, girls. I'm, I'm like, in my 20s, my early 20s, like, really insecure, really overweight, trying to get in shape. I had to learn how to not care what anyone else thought about me and make sure that, like, I wasn't holding back on my pumps because I was afraid I was looking stupid. I wasn't like, uh, I wasn't focused on someone like seeing if someone was looking at me because like I looked silly. I wasn't focused on like, I was focused on my form. I was focused on my breathing. I was focused on like staying in the zone, focusing on like making sure my mind didn't wander anywhere. That's what I was focused on. And then also my goals were like, do these exercises so many times, like just do it these many times per week and just maintain as many exercises per week. Uh, I mean Nago, Nago Ryuki. I just did a bunch of Nago sets earlier. But I, I gotta backtrack, I missed some things here. Slowly pushing it out as you reach each milestone. Yes, exactly, you can continue to expand your goal. Think smaller than floors and such. Think, attempt a new combo hit, confirm, pressure string, yeah. So like, I, I kinda, I, I built like this concept outside of fighting games and then I started applying it to fighting games. I've learned it in first in karate and then I learned it in business. 
uh, or I learned it in coaching as well, and then I learned it in business. Um, and so, like, I was, I was like, there's no reason why it wouldn't apply. I learned it with uh, fitness as well, like going to the gym. That was a huge one that really like helped my thought process around it go to the next level. Yeah, you're gonna mess up stuff. Like that's the other thing is like people gotta stop. Their relationship with mistakes needs to be different. Because mistakes are going to happen whether they like it or not. And there's two there's two ways of thinking about this. There's a competitive mindset, and then there's the educational mindset. The educational mindset is anytime you're not in a... Like, this is my opinion of this, but like, anytime you are not in a tournament... Uh, even for me, I would say ranked matches. But this one could be either way. It's like, when you make a mistake, your goal should be to pull yourself back to what you can do. So let's say you dropped a combo. Now, that dropped combo ended in a knockdown. So maybe if you did a little bit of research, if you drop that combo in a certain situation, you might still get some other sort of meaty. Like I could clearly see me dropping a combo and then getting like a meaty far 5S or, or 2S into my 214. And like that that's a viable thing because counter hits are so easy. It's so easy to convert into damage with that character. But like instead, I'm just like, God, I dropped this combo, blah, 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 blah. And before I know it, there's like a 25,000 hit combo that's happening to me because I'm too busy ranting in my mind about what the hell just happened, you know, two seconds ago that has nothing to do with what's happening right now. Like that's a competitive mindset. How do you shift your process to what's only important and keep it there for as long as possible? And then there's the educational mindset where it's like, what just happened? What can I do about it? Let me make sure I remember this so that I can research this on my own or pay attention next time it happens. That is harder to, you're going to lose matches doing that because you're taking mental energy from the match and applying it to logic to figure out what's going on and you're trying to find a solution to it. So you're, you're trying to focus on the solution rather than like winning the game. And that's why that's more the educational mindset because you're not playing the game to win, you're playing the game to get better. So like you can have a competitive mindset and then shift to educational when you find something that's like, what the hell? But this is more when you are more experienced with the game and less crazy weird things happen and you're more comfortable and you know what's happening, you recognize it and you're playing the game to the best of your ability. But maybe something weird happens and you're like, I don't know what happened there, but let me, like make sure that you're not complaining in your head or ranting or, or you know, whatever it is that you're doing that has nothing to do with the match. You're focusing on, on the goal uh, of like, you're focusing on the solution to whatever that was that just happened or what you can do about it. Otherwise, it's like you can think about it later when you watch your VOD and you can stay in competitive mindset. Outside of that, I don't think there's really too many other constructive ways to look at it. I think there may be, but those are the two most effective ways to deal with mistakes specifically. Uh, anything else is going to take up too much of your attention, but not have enough of a result to worth to make it worth that effort. You know, if you're complaining about another character because something happened, if you're beating yourself up because you dropped the combo, uh, if you're not reminding yourself to make sure to adjust something, or if you're not paying attention to why that combo dropped, then you're saying, hey, I either need to lab this because I still don't have a right, or maybe I need to adjust my timing because I'm playing online. I don't, whatever it may be for you. So that's, that's the two main mindsets that I think are going to be actually effective when like you make a mistake out. It's just... It's pretty logical to me. Obviously, it's easier said than done because a lot of people don't have the discipline. But emotional management is a discipline that a lot of people don't realize. Uh, even people with 
different types of mental disabilities have the capacity to manage their own emotions. It's just a matter of how they train them up. You know, how do you train yourself to not be emotionally affected by stuff? Not bottle it up. Not, this is something that's happening. It makes me mad or sad on the inside, but I'm not showing that reaction. I'm not, I'm not engaging with it. It's there. It's like, this thing literally does not bother me because I don't care about that, right? It, it's totally different. Like externally, it might look like the same thing, but people who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about, and I don't have to go further into that. Ah, water. So that's it. I think this is a good time for me to head out. Uh, I, I've done a lot of rambling. I may use some of this in the podcast because I, I do have to record one, and this is a great topic, and I wanted to talk about Strive anyway. And I also got to talk about Street Fighter, so uh, maybe I will put that up. I'll check it out tomorrow. Figure it out. That said, thank you guys so much. Uh, we do tournaments every Monday for Street Fighter V. We're looking for Strive tournaments. We just haven't figured it out yet. We also do Dragon Ball tournaments. Join the Kalamazoo FGC Discord down below because we have uh, a really nice community. There's a couple people in here that are in the community as well. Storm and Adapt, at the very least, are in here. Um, they're in the community. You can play with them. They're pretty good. Dragon Ball player, Smash player, Guilty Gear players. Appreciate the talks anytime. I like talking about this stuff. Again, I'd rather talk about like topics like this than play Guilty Gear. Like if I have a goal, I might wait to talk about it. But once you get me started on this, it's hard to stop me. So I just tell me when to shut up about it <laughs> because I, I will. But uh, that said, thank you guys so much. Also, monthlies. We do $100 pop bonus tournaments on the last Monday of every month. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to get on out of here and I will see you guys in the next one.